0: episode 205 crazy wow yeah it, it's pretty crazy of the brooklyn blast furnace with my friend here dave white singer of heathen founding member bay area thrash band another <laughs> this is the fourth bay area guy in a row that i have on and this is pretty fucking cool man how you been
1: i've uh, been good you know it's been it's been uh the last year was uh, pretty trying and uh going into this new year you know trying to be uh, uh optimistic uh but yeah. uh you know <laughs> yeah it, it I, I mean it, every day is a, is a new challenge you know
0: of course man i mean and that's that's always basically like the indirect running theme lately whenever i do these episodes because of this whole pandemic thing it literally put a a damper on everyone's life so it's almost you almost have to touch on it because it's affected so many people's lives some worse than others some terribly some not so much but a lot of the people that i speak to have been affected in one way or the other some bad and like i said some not as much me thank god i haven't stopped working i haven't gotten sick you know so I'm I'm fortunate nobody you know my girlfriend hasn't gotten sick my daughter hasn't gotten sick so thank god. So are you okay Have you gotten sick or anybody anything like that?
1: Um no I haven't gotten sick um but we just uh <laughs> my father-in-law uh, was having some issues um with he he had a bout with diverticulitis uh, back in I believe 2019 okay. and was having having some issues last week and um, and was acting a bit strange and uh he went to the hospital and then turned out he had some kind of viral pneumonia in his lungs i forget exactly but he tested positive for covid and we we were exposed um and so we got tested a few days ago um and my mother-in-law got tested uh my wife and i came up negative my mother-in-law is positive um he's asymptomatic so he's he's in the hospital and he had a procedure and he's okay um maybe a little congested but and my mother-in-law's a little bit congested but she feels fine Uh, so so far so far so good but yeah yeah it it finally closed god i'm sorry oh i was gonna say it finally kind of closed into our our little world here
0: yeah yeah i mean right in the beginning i'm gonna say probably like April, eh, probably March, April, early on, like my, my, my girlfriend's parents both had it. And on paper, they didn't stand a chance, both in their eighties, both with pre-existing conditions. but They beat it in like two weeks. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. You know, there was a guy recently at my job who came up positive. I just protocol. We all, it was the first time I ever got tested. I got tested. It was negative. Thank God. So was my boss. So, I mean, like I said, people are fortunate, and it's a very, very strange thing because somebody could be asymptomatic and feel fine, and then somebody could be deathly ill in the hospital and, and die, it's it's crazy. Yeah,
1: well, my, my ex-brother-in-law, he's he he passed away, uh, gosh, it's been more than 10 years ago, probably 15 years ago or something like that, but his father, who was 86, got it, uh, got through it, was in the hospital, got through it, but he was in a rehab center you know, because he was down for the count pretty good. And and but he was rehabbing in like a, you know, convalescent home right. and fell. He fell doing something and hit his head. And now he's like, it's he's not doing well at all. Like they don't think he's going to make it. And it was oh, not from shit. COVID, not from COVID, but from the fall. Right. So, yeah.
0: Jesus. Well, I hope yeah. he pulls through. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's get on to fun shit because because, because <laughs> I, I don't i do this I don't do politics I let everyone on Facebook argue with strangers and try to change minds i I don't do that on here this is all about <laughs> fun shit and right. and music and everything in between yeah, so yeah, now cool. heathen now I have to preface this by it's so funny that i I have the opportunity because let's let's put it this way I'm a fan, period, of music, and this is an awesome thing how the podcast came about and this and that. So I've had the opportunity to speak to a whole shitload of people that I never thought I would ever have a chance to talk to. And I'm grateful for that and I appreciate that. So I appreciate your time. Now, I'm 45. The first time that I ever heard obviously this is way before the internet and all that shit. So the first time I ever heard of heathen and I I've Taken this out several times, and it's very cool that I can do this, but was from this right here. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. The sure. hard and heavy thrash and speed metal special. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because Heathen is on this, and this is the first time I got exposed to the band. And it's uh, the open the grave is featured in it, and there's little interviews with you and Lee and a few of the guys. So right. kind of awesome that a whole bunch of people from bands in this actual VHS tape I've had the opportunity to speak to. So like sometimes like my 14 year old self in my head is bugging out a little bit, you know?
1: <laughs> well, you know yeah. it's a trip, is is the girl, the actually I don't know if it was uh everybody involved, but I know and I and I feel bad because I don't remember her name. I, I know her name was Cindy, and it should be on the credits on that it, hard and be, heavy. Cindy something, yeah. Yeah, she she and her team um, did our first "Set Me Free" video. They did the "Set Me Free" video for the first record. Cindy Kiefer. and Cindy Kiefer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and sh- uh, they did a great job with our video for "Set Me Free." They came out to the Bay Area, and they had some great ideas. And we gave you know gave them some feedback. Um, and then she we had talked about she wanted to do something like that, like a a video heavy metal video magazine. Yeah. And that was, you know, that's why we, you know, we were definitely going to be on that, you yeah. know, right away, because we had, we had the inside skinny on that. So.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. A lot, yeah. A, a lot of Bay area bands were, were, were featured on here. I just had uh, Craig Los, Los Cicero on from forbidden. And it was like, it's just weird talking to these people for me, you know, because I put myself back, you know, into 1989, You know, it's 2021. It's weird to me sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when we just, well, we just did the the new album, The Empire of the Blind, right? Yeah. Incredible um, record, by the way. Thank you. Um, But we, you know, leading up to doing a new record, Lee kept talking about this guy, Zeus, you know, this producer that wanted to do a record. And and this guy's great, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's done a lot of stuff.
0: He's done a lot of really good shit.
1: Right. And, and of course I had never met him. And, um, but then he, you know, it worked out the planets aligned that he was going to do this record. And, um, we had to, we had to fit it into his schedule, um, because he was working on the, the new hate breed record as well. Yes. Um, so like when I went out, it was the end of October. I did a week in October and a week at the end of November. And, uh, I went in, I flew in with, you know, Cragen was there just to sort of oversee because he wrote everything. So he, you know, he had his little, uh, his iPad, you know, and had his spreadsheet out. Uh, and then Jason came as well and did bass tracks, but, um, Zeus picked us up from the hotel to take us to his place. And, um, and he was telling us the story about when he was young, Mm. listening to college, college radio and heard Goblin's Blade on, on, on college radio nice and was like who the who the fuck is he that this is this is like i like this yeah. and went out and bought our record you know and he goes i can't even believe i'm going to do this record now like i was a fan that's you know awesome. from listening to it yeah it was a trip yeah it was a trip shit man you know so it but he's you know i mean just like you and me i mean he's just he's just a regular guy and you know yeah. he was he was easy and great to work with yeah. um you know, but but the, he's in the situation now uh, in his career where um, he only does stuff that he wants to do.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Yeah.
1: You know, so we were really, really fortunate that he wanted to he wanted to work with us and he wants to work with us on the next one. Oh, that's so, great. Oh, is that yeah. like a little teaser? You have shit written already and stuff? We're We're working, we're working. We figured now since we're, you know, basically locked up, you know, I mean, as far as like, not being able to tour in this this year, it's probably not gonna happen. Nah. Um We might as well shock everybody, shock our fans as far as, you know, trying to get a record done sooner than later. Because we, we've we uh, historically have taken a lot of time in between records yeah. and we'd like to remedy that, yeah. Yeah, well, well, not too much in between the first and second record. No, but, well, the the first and second one, but it seemed like an eternity when, when that was happening. Sure. Um, and we were ready to go. We were actually re- ready to go, uh, probably 88, 89. Um, but we had the management we had had convinced us that, you know, there was bigger labels out there and we went through all this, this bullshit, you know, with the label stuff. And we ended up kind of shooting ourselves in the foot with combat because, you know, we thought maybe the grass was greener on the other side. Yeah. And, well back then, I mean, when, when when you when you put out Breaking
0: the Silence, that was eighty seven, right? Yeah, eighty seven. Yeah. And you were on combat. Back then, there were a lot of like like wasn't Exodus on combat at that time and a lot of bands. They were on combat.
1: They were, but they but they got a deal uh with Capitol Records. They got a major deal. Right. And you know, and so, you know, the management that we had, even the attorneys that we had at that time later, you know, they were like, look, you know, we've got these labels. You could, you know, if you can possibly figure something out to get, you know, maybe we can strike something better. And we actually did have uh, a, a fat deal with um, with uh, a, a label that was just starting. One of the guys from combat had left Steve Sinclair, started mechanics records, which actually signed Bang Tango. Ben but we were going to be remember them? But we were going to be their first signing, and they they offered us a lot of money, really? and then something happened. Something happened. Somebody talked some shit, and next thing you know, it we were like on the on the outs. And oh, we, no <laughs> it was shit. like what the fuck just happened? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, the the only other story that I really know from like the 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 mechanics of Bay Area thing was was violence i mean violence was on mechanics in the beginning too yeah and that didn't work out very well either
1: well you know it was a lot of money but i mean truthfully i don't think really any of us wanted to leave combat we didn't we had a good deal with them and they treated us well and they did a great job on the first record yeah um but we were young and it's a fucking classic record yeah and we and but we were you know we were being advised in all these different directions and and it was just you know it was a crazy crazy time but um but had that not happened we probably would have done three maybe four records with combat and maybe all of those records would have been done before 1991 maybe you yeah. know or by by 1993 anyway yeah i mean you because
0: know? the 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 break in i mean the break in between was 87 and then when did victims of deception come out 90? 91, yeah. 91. Yeah, right. and that was and on Roadrunner.
1: Yeah, but we actually we got new management. We had this uh, guy; he was great. He was great, but and he had a he had a connection with Warner Brothers, and they had a he had an A guy come out, um, and we played for him, and uh, he was super excited, you know. Yeah. But they had ju- they had just signed Power Mad, and so he was like, "Well, we got to just wait to see how they do." And, you know, but they, Warner brothers was kind of stringing us along and we were trying to be patient. I mean, we waited for a while and road racer and Monty Connor kept like, Hey dude, you know, here's some money here, you know, come on. It's been three years, you know, it's going to be, and we were just, you know, it got to the point where we looked at each other and we're like, look, we need to get a record out. So we took, we took the bait and we went with road racer, you know, and, uh, and we did, you know, we did a good record with them, but it, this you know, the relationship record, didn't. Oh yeah, yeah, we're really proud the, of that record. Crazy record, man. Yeah, we're super proud of that record. You should, but be. Uh, yeah, but they didn't, they didn't promote it. You know, I mean, we, we, <sighs> Debbie Abono took us over as management and got us the Sepultura tour. We went to Europe, and when we came back, um, Road Racer was just kind of. You know, they they let, let us go and Gosh. it was kind of like, what the fuck's going on? What happened? Yeah. But, you know, grunge kind of hit at the same time as when we came back. I mean, really, the the America medal was already slowly kind of going a different direction. Yeah. And us us going to Europe uh, with Sepultura, things were still OK over there. But when we came back, it was pretty dismal. And it was right after the Gulf War. And it was just a really... Um, awkward time i think you know?
0: yeah and plus everybody knows how europe even like to this well not technically to this day but you know what i mean this time frame like they love their metal over there regardless sure you yeah. know yeah. south yeah. america they're insane
1: with metal. oh totally yeah it's only it's only yeah.
0: america it's like everyone all right they sit back with their all right impress me it's like uh,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah like, come you know, on, that, man. that happened to us on our on the europeans where you know we uh, we were playing, you know, really nice venues with Sepultura, and um, and we went to Amsterdam. We played the perdicio and it's this great venue. And and uh, and tripping around Amsterdam, it was just amazing. We we're like going to all the coffee shops, trying all the different marijuana. Of course, you know? oh yeah, and and I was super excited. And we went out to play that show, and we we'd had probably. I don't know, 15 or 20 shows already under our belt on that tour. Okay. And we were tight as fuck. Yeah. We were so fucking tight. And we went out there and they just, they were like, oh. <laughs> and I could not get them to, to budge. That's and the I, worst, right? It's going to be the worst. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker. And, and I remember we, we did uh, was what I thought was the last song. Oh, and, uh, at, and there's a big, long uh, solo section, you know, and there's no vocals at the end. So after I was done, I was like, fuck you, you know, because it was like, what, what do you want from me? You know, what do you want from us? We are crushing. And you're just like, yeah. And we weren't, you know, and so I went off and I went to the backstage. I was fucking pissed. And, uh, (laughs) and then it took a while for the guys to come, you know, like they didn't come, come into the dress room for a while. And I was in there and I was drinking a beer and they finally came out and I forgot there was one more song on the oh, set list, shit. and they they fucking played it without me, and it's uh, <laughs> great. And uh, but I, you know, but anyway, this guy goes, oh, you know, I was talking. I go, man, well, I don't know what the what was that, you know? Uh-huh. And he goes, well, did they, would did they boo you? And I said, well, no. And he goes, well, then you did good. Yeah, I just, yeah. You, you guys were the opening band on the tour, like you know, like yeah. they, but they were. They were, it reminded me of the Bay area when I've seen bands that come and everybody's like, impre- you know, they want to, they, you know, they're scoping you out and they're not yeah. going to give you an inch. No. And they, they, and they did not.
0: No, that, that was that so you, you good. bumped into one of those Sepultura oh, crowd, man. Wow. It's like a Slayer crowd. Sorry, oh. man. Like you're not opening for Slayer and getting a really good response. Pretty much. Yeah. It's yeah. insane.
1: I still oh. love, I still love Holland and, and, you know, I have a lot of friends there and we've done we've had some great shows um, like in Eindhoven and, in, you know, Tilburg and um, going back the last the last few tours when we did went uh, for the Evolution of Chaos. We had some good shows, but we still we still, you know, as as many friends as I have there, I still, you know, I I, I still think that we still need to conquer Holland more. I think that we need to uh, to go there more and. And, yeah. you know, and just be better. Just, you know what I mean? They're a tough, they're a tough crowd. They know their music and, um, And it's you know, a goal, man. You
0: got to go to Holland and win them over. So as soon as that's right. shit clears up and the world goes back to whatever normal it's going to be, then you go back there, put that on your bucket list. First out yeah, of the it's gate. The truth. Let's go to it's fucking truth. Holland.
1: It's the truth, man. They're tough, but I respect them. I respect sure. them because they know, they know their music. They know their metal, yeah. you know, yeah. And so they're not they're not giving me they're not giving me any slack, I'll tell you that.
0: No. Some so it so, doesn't seem like they're budging at all. <laughs> <laughs> shit. So now do you mind if we go back a little bit, like before Heathen? Like what were you like as far as not personal, like not personal stuff, but like in the house growing up? Like like did you grow up as a kid like with a musical background or music playing in the house a lot and shit like that?
1: Um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, the music was always playing in the house. I mean, when I, when I was really young, uh, my, my parents had split up and, uh, my mom was a single mom and, and she had two kids, my older sister and I, and, you know, my sister, she's like six years older than me. Exactly. uh, Yeah. Look at that. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was in the sixties. And, um, you know, my sister was listening to the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and, you know that kind of stuff, and and so she was always playing that kind of stuff. Her friends would come over, and and I, you know, I'm like, hey, what's going on? I'd come in there, and I'd grab the hairbrush, and I <laughs> you know, sing the songs and stuff. But um, but then, you know, I wanted to be a drummer, man. And I used to watch the monkeys and the Beatles cartoon on Saturday mornings. Yeah. And and that's when I knew what I wanted to do. You know. And so I got my mom got me a little drum set had a little tiger on the front. And uh it was a toy but I thought it was the real shit, you of know. Of course, man. It's cool if and you I, make noise. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. uh and as I got older, uh my mom remarried, we moved to the suburbs. And uh and when I was in school, they had a little music program but they didn't have drums. They had like trumpet, clarinet and flute. And uh my older brother was playing trumpet and he would let me play his trumpet whenever, you know. Right. And uh And so I kind of he showed me how to do it, and and I got my own mouthpiece, and I used to go around blowing on that mouthpiece all the time. And so when when I was in fourth grade, I joined the music program, and I picked trumpet, and uh, and I already knew how to kind of play it, so I advanced really fast. And I played trumpet fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. In sixth grade, my teacher got a a snare drum because I told her I want to learn how to you know, read music for the drums and, and I got a drum set. I, I, a neighbor, uh, had a drum set for sale, 60 bucks oh. for this drums, this drum set. It was a copper swirl. It's my friend, Jeff Burroughs. And, um, he was the older kid, you know, at the time that we're friends, you know, now, but, uh, anyway, 60 bucks. And I came home. I'm like, you know, Jeff's got a drum set. It's only $60. And in my what, parents what were year, like, and what year is this? Well, I was probably in fifth grade, so we're talking, I don't know, 73, 74, something I mean, like that. Sixty there. bucks is a little chunk of change, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But you know, they but you know, they were like, Yeah, get a job. There you go. So I, I got a paper out. Okay. And uh after I think I made thirty bucks a month, you know, delivering oh, papers like five or six days a week. God, um, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh and but I bought that drum set and awesome. uh and and I started to kind of you know bang on it, but it was kind of like you know trying to get the feel of what to do with it. And then um, I started playing along with records like the Kinks and the Rolling Stones. And and once I started getting like drum beats down, I was like, oh okay, now I now I get it.
2: Yeah. You
1: know. And I was lear- and I started learning how to read. And um, and then uh, I took that drum set over to my buddy's, uh, Alvin Petty's. He had a guitar that he got for Christmas. And we're like, we're going to start a band. And uh, a good friend of ours that used to live a couple doors down from me, Mark Biederman, um, he had moved, you know, to a neighboring town, but he used to come over because we were like three amigos and he'd come and stay out at either my house or Alvin's house, you know, on the weekends and stuff. And he came over and here's my drum set set up in Alvin's front room and his guitar and his amp. And he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, like I want to be in the fucking band, dude. Yeah. And like you don't, you don't play an instrument. He goes, well, uh, I fucking will. <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll be the bass player. And he lived right next to a, a, a record store. And these two dudes, they owned the record store and they were super cool. And they were both musicians. Nice. And, um, I think it was Lenny and, uh, and, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Hugh. Something like I can't remember his name, no Walt or Walt. Okay. And um anyway, Walt was the bass player and, and Lenny was guitar player. And they were really good musicians. And they took a guitar, uh, because he was, you know, we were at that time, I think we were s- like seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And um, he was a little guy. They took a guitar and and put bass strings on it and started showing them how to play it. And he's a pretty bright, you know, guy and he's a bright kid. He picked it up fast. And mixing or and making music. Did you and, have any uh, that band? Yeah. Oh, we had a, a we ch- had a whole name. bunch of sound sound breakers the French Leathers, Love uh, that. all kinds of fucking names. Um, but then we had a falling out as friends and the band broke up a little bit. I left the band, and then they got another drummer, and they got Brett Hearn uh to play drums, and um, and then they started doing things, and then I started playing drums with other guys from the from the area. Um but long story short, um, I ended up coming back to what was at that point now the band was called Blind Illusion. And right. um Les Claypool from Primus had who we all went to high school together, you know, uh was the bass player, but he had left just before I joined. And I you went to, you brought, went to high school with Les Claypool? Yeah, and Kirk Hammett too. Sick. Les yeah. Claypool, weird guy, right? Weird, weird dude. No, no I'm not he's like, I, actually, love, I love
0: Primus and I love Les Claypool dude love it
1: well he he back then he was the the straightest guy, you know, just like I mean he's super down to earth really cool guy just really you know really you know brilliant guy um but but back in the old blind illusion days he was pretty on the straight and narrow uh you know okay uh and he I think that he uh Later on, he he uh, explored a lot of different things in life of that opened opened him opened him up. Yeah, and, uh, that third eye is you know. wide open. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Holy shit! But he yeah he left the band um, before I joined, but then, and I brought in a guitar player that that took over on the bass, gotcha. the guy, a guy that I played in another group with, and um, Chris Olson who played with us for about a year. And then Les called Mark and said, hey, I'm ready to join the band again. And he came back in. And, and then it was like, now it's on. Now we've got this crushing bass player. And then we need we wanted to get another guitar player. <clears throat> and some friends of ours, they went to a different high school. They, they had went from going to the same high school. And they were, oh, we're going to go to El Cerrito. You know, the, the chicks are better there or whatever. Yeah, um, but they, they, they met this guy that was like the guitar player at the school who was like the best guitar player. And he was this fucking nut job. And um, they told us about him and he came over to play with us, you know, so we could check him out. And the guy was completely out of his mind, hilarious, and was a great player. I mean, we're, we're talking, we're young. We were like 17, 18 years old. And here this kid comes in and he was just unbelievable. His name is Brian Kehoe. And he's played he's played with Les on some records, and he's toured with Les in in Primus, or not Primus, but the uh, the, the different projects that Les has done. Yeah. So Brian Brian he does uh, a couple different things in the Bay Area, and I did a gig with him about a year ago with a, a side project that I do. Uh, it's called Randy and the Boys, and I play drums. And uh, his group headlined, and so I hadn't talked to him in a while, but. Uh, We, you know, we got reacquainted a little bit and talked and stuff, but they, their show was un-fucking-real. And his guitar, his guitar playing, that's the first time I'd seen him play in about, I don't know, five or six years or so, maybe even longer. And I was just floored. Like, he's just, he's so... I mean, out of he's out of this world. Good. Just naturally it's, gifted musician, uh-oh. but I mean and, and singing too, you know, it's like it's yeah. it's just ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, so we just did the whole blind illusion thing. I mean, I would I'd just been engulfed in music like as long as I can remember. Yeah. Um did and you, my parents you travel were traveled cool.
0: for at all, like in any capacity with blind illusion? Uh <laughs> to Fresno. <laughs> All right, there you go. I'm not saying Europe or fucking no, Australia,
1: but no, you know. well, no. What you know, the thing is, is that early on, I mean, uh, you know, of course, we're young, and and the club scene around the Bay Area was not, you know, they just thought we were just a bunch of kids when we try to get gigs, and uh, it wasn't till um, Bill Graham and our, the local radio station KRQR started a thing called Metal Monday, yeah, and. And that's when it started. But but consequently, we had just Blind Illusion had just broken up. Les and Brian left ah. the band uh because they wanted to do their own thing. And and we were frustrated because it was like we're, we're playing these, you know, parties, keger parties and shit. You know, we were having a lot of fun. We're yeah. we were drawing hundreds of people at at parties at the park and and you know, I mean, it was insane, really. It's awesome. Um, but uh I went to one of the first metal Mondays and saw, cause I went to go see Exodus and, um, and Amble Chorus. And I was completely blown away. It was at the old Waldorf. And this, in my mind, I was like, I, we got to put the band back together. Yeah. And so when I got home, I called Mark and I'm like, dude, it's happening, you know? Yeah. And so we did, we got some different guys and we put the band back together and we hit the club scene and, the, and it opened up more and more and more. And, Metal Monday became Metal Fridays, and and then it moved to Wolfgang's and the other clubs in the Bay Area were, were opening up, you know, and and all of a sudden, and there there was Ruthie's, and yeah. uh, it, it just now the heavy metal scene was crazy. Then all of a sudden, you know, Metallica comes up here because it's what's going on in the Bay Area. Yeah, you know, they like their metal up there, and so mm-hmm. here comes Metallica, and that changed the dynamic a lot. Fuck um, yeah, man. It was crazy. Slayer, I mean, and it was all, you know, I remember when Possessed played their first gig and Death Angel played their first gig and, um, but then it was weird because the local radio station, we were getting ready to do, um, I think it was, uh, well, actually, it was by the time, it was all happening by this time now I'm in Heathen. And we, I I think we were getting, we had already done, we had done Victims, Mm -hmm. And we were going to be on, we were going to be on this radio, on the radio show on a Wednesday night. It was like a Lee and Darren were going to be interviewed and it was, you know, Bay area local band thing, you know, but like local bands do, you know, do good or whatever, but it's, it was silocast across the country. And um, it was going to be the first time that we were going to be played on like a big radio station in the Bay area. You Mm -hmm. know, like we, the first record we were played all over the country. But to be played here, you know, in the Bay Area was going to be a big deal. And uh, I I remember driving to work that that morning, right? And I saw a a fucking billboard on the side of the highway. Oh, shit. And it said, KRQR, classic rock without the agony of metal. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. I shit, you not. I and I, leave you, and I go, I go home. Oh, shit. That's all right. I, there you go. I'm getting good. low battery. I got to put a charger on there. Um, plug it in. This is, this is guerrilla podcasting. These things happen. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I find out that they, they pulled, they, they literally were going classic rock and that radio show that was going to be on, um, was pulled from their station It they played it at 93 rock up in sacramento and uh, everywhere else but it got pulled from uh, krqr's format that sucks <laughs> uh it, but that was the beginning of the end to the i mean to the whole metal thing i mean it was still going on but we just didn't have the support um yeah. of the local radio station anymore you know and and really if you think about it how how ridiculous is that when Metallica is the biggest thing in the freaking world, it's like they're yeah. becoming, they're becoming bigger and bigger. And it was just a, a foregone conclusion that they were just going to be the biggest thing ever, Yeah, you know? And they ended up having to play them anyway, later on, but they, they, they didn't play Metallica for a while. They, during that time, it took a while. And then I think when, when one was a hit, they had to, they had to fucking play it. Yeah. You know,
0: without a doubt, so. but that's four records in. It's like it could have been, it's that's insane. It you know? is insane. It's it's, it's
1: it's a bad business move, man. Like, what? well, part of it, part of it is, you know, the whole I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab the charger. That's um, funny. Jimi um, Hendrix was,
0: popped up behind your head like a
1: ghost. Oh, that's right, it goes to jimmy Hendrix. Oh, you saw that. <laughs> yeah, I did. Trippy. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine painted that. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nah. I'm surprised that it showed up with that background. I don't even know how to make that go away. I don't know. Whatever,
0: man. It's fine.
1: oh. Uh, uh.
0: You have like a nice scenic view behind you. I <laughs> know, I know. Hold on. Okay. Give me a second. Good. Take your time, man. All right, all right. I'm easy.
1: I had two long cords for this kind of thing and my wife managed to borrow them and I don't know where the fuck they are now. Uh-huh. Happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's not supposed to. Yeah, you know, these things. I fr- I frown on that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's fine, man.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Let's see if this can make this happen. Anyway, I think I got it. There you go. Back in action.
0: Well, you—you you never left, so you're good.
1: All right. Cool. I'm gonna <laughs> move things. I gotta move things around. Okay.
0: See, these are the things sometimes that happen with technology. You can't help these things sometimes.
1: Yeah. Good. Well, I teach. I teach from here virtually. Teach music. Oh, then I have to. Yeah, and I have to have this thing set up. You know. Okay. So I try to charge it, but this iPad is starting to lose its lifespan, I guess. Anyway. Anyway. So that's there we go. We're back. We're back. Well, we never left. Yeah. It's all it's all, all good. Right. This is, this, all is right. this is this is, you know,
0: easy. And the bridge is still there. The bridge is still there. All so right. um all right, so where we leave off. All right, so, ha, so, so I'm just talking uh, about the bay. Yeah, you and Lee formed Heathen, no? No. No. <laughs> oh. No. All right. I corrected, Uh, David.
1: (laughs) I will, I I will, I will set you straight. No, they, they, uh, Lee was part of, um, he, well, Lee moved here from we moved to the, this country from Russia. And when they moved to San Francisco, uh, his next door neighbor was a drummer, Carl Sacco. And Lee was just a young, you know, he was just a teenager, you know, and him and his brother, and they would go over, they made friends with Carl and and they'd come over and they would you know watch him play and lee was a hockey player in russia no shit and yeah and uh he was he was pretty badass and he still he plays he plays now but he just plays you know pick up games with uh local you know police officers and whoever that goes out and plays hockey but right. um but anyway carl was like dude you should get a guitar man and uh he did and so he started putting a band together with Carl and Sam Kress, who was the, the first singer for Heathen, who came up with the name for Heathen and was writing some, some of this, this early stuff. Uh, Jim Saguinetti played guitar with them for a little bit, who is in Mordred now. Yes. Um, That's cool. And are still doing stuff. Yeah. and they But anyway, they didn't have a bass player. Um, but they were basically a garage band trying to do something. Yeah. And they did one show at the Mabuhay Gardens and fucking Sam <laughs> tried to do like a, some kind of like fire ritual. Oh, he had like fuck. a, I wasn't there, but I heard the story. He, Sounds he like it was a, like
0: dance a, a to happen.
1: Well, it was and it of happened. It, they, they fucking started, a, I mean, he had the fire, but it ended up catching, you know, it was, it was, yeah, it went bad. <laughs> and they were, you know, never come back. Never come oh, back. That's right. Fucking heathens. But, um, but years later, I, you know, they, uh, you know, I don't really know the inner workings of what was going on. You know, after that, um, I, I don't even know why Sam left or whatever happened, but, um, Carl and, and Lee stuck it out. And then they, they were friends with Doug Piercy somehow, um, who was in Albuquerque Chorus. And then, Somehow they found Eric Wong, who I know from the East Bay. And um, and then I left Blind Illusion, um, and I was approached by the guys from Ruffians. Uh, Craig Bearhorse asked if I wanted to audition for for Ruffian. And um, I went to his house to pick up their record, and I ran into this girl, Leah Schechter, and um, I knew her from the whole metal scene, because she would go to all the shows and stuff, and so we became friends. And she's like, Hey, Dave, you know, what are you doing here? And I told her why I was there. And she said, well, you know, my boyfriend's starting a band and they're looking for a singer. Hmm. So, you know, I said, well, just give my number, you know? Yeah. And so, and Doug, had, you know, Doug had actually tried to call me before and, but it was a disconnect. And so, but anyway, I ended up, I auditioned for ruffians and I didn't get the gig, Okay. you know, but it was a good thing. I didn't get the gig. Um, uh, and then I went and jammed with Heathen and I got that gig and, there it
0: is.
1: and, um, you know, and then, you know, uh, we started playing a lot, a lot, but when we started to really get down to, to business, um, we had to make a change in the bass department. We needed somebody that would have more ability, you know, um, and Eric actually is a great guy and he's a great, he's a great band member, but he knew he needed to, to get back into the woodshed. You know, um, and we brought in well we auditioned a bunch of people, and it was funny because it was right when right after Cliff had died from mm. Metallica, and everybody was auditioning for Metallica, yeah, and then consequently we were looking for a bass player too. and uh, so we had a bunch of guys coming and we were we were sort of getting the the Metallica rejects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there yeah, a lot of them. Oh God, but, uh, but Yaz came in and we all, and I knew Yaz, he played guitar for a band called Griffin and, and he was, and he was good friends with Cliff and his, his mindset was, you know, I feel like, I feel like, uh, I'm being drawn to, to do this
2: Yeah.
1: and, um, you know, and he came out and he played really well and we just liked him and he's such a, he was such a fucking nut. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he was he was he was like um the antithesis of a rock star, but not not the asshole rock star.
0: Yeah, not the like, cocky asshole rock star I No, get it.
1: no, like the fucking guy that drinks too much, smokes too much, does too much drugs, yeah, is funnier and grosser than you'll ever fucking ever be. Yeah. You know, but yet he also had some class. Yeah. And and he was very talented and he was very very intelligent guy you would never know how intelligent it was And that she got to know him but um but he was the guy and uh we that we had a record deal within that year lee lee was a slave driver man he used to make us practice he'd be like oh six days a week six days a week you want to make it you want to make it i'm like it's fucking christmas dude yeah relax he's like, He's like, I'm Jewish. I don't give a fuck about Christmas. <laughs>
0: well, yeah,
1: personally, I, yeah, he has a point. Yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck
0: you guys! I want to practice.
1: Now he never wants to practice, and he, no, you know. no. Now he's just the, he's the laziest fucker in the band. <laughs>
0: That's
1: awesome.
0: So, oh shit! So now you come out with breaking break the silence comes out. Did you?
1: Did you? When was the first time you guys went overseas? Uh, not till the Sepultura tour. We okay. did an American. We did an American tour. Um, and we toured around California on the first record. And then with the second record, we did Europe and we only did Europe for that record. And really? like I said, things, yeah, well, our, we had a, a West coast tour booked, um, right after we got back and our bass player, Randy Laird at the time, yeah. uh, him and his girlfriend got in a car accident and they both were killed the day that happened the night before the first rehearsal. I got a I got a call at eight o'clock in the morning from our drummer from Darren, and he goes, "Hey," and I was like, like literally woke me up out of my sleep, and I grabbed the phone, and he's like, Dave. I'm like, "Yeah," and he goes, and and literally he goes, "Randy, and, my- Randy and Meyer are dead," Jeez. and I was like, just deadpan like that, and I was like, "Fuck you! What do you yeah. what what do you yeah. what are you saying?" He goes, "Well, they they got in a car accident, and you know," and I'm like. Okay, we could have maybe said Randy and Maria <laughs> got in a car accident. And right. but he just was like, they're dead. And I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. There was this it was a single car accident. They they were visiting family in Jackson and uh drove back late. And apparently uh she was driving and she fell asleep and they weren't wearing their full seat belts. And they flew out of the car. Jesus Christ. They're 21 years old, both of them.
0: That's like, a, that's a fucking tragedy, man.
1: Oh my God. Jesus Christ. I mean, and he was a great guy. He was, he was new, like, like Yaz had left the band. And when we did Victims, um, we had actually had Mark Biederman, who is a guitar player in Blind Illusion, who was a good friend of mine. I asked him to come in and play the bass because he was a great bass player. Um, but he wasn't going to be the, you know, he wasn't going to be a member of the band. Right. So we looked for a bass player and we found Randy and the guy, he was young, but he was, he was a great bass player and super cool. And we took him on the road. His first show, literally his first show was in Belgium, right? On this <laughs> tour in front of 3000 people. Fuck. <laughs> you know? And he was yeah. like, he had his, he had his, Oh, you can't see this thing's blocking my arms, but he was at, he was like putting his arms like, yeah hey you know, everybody, <laughs> we were like too happy dude way yeah. too happy you, yeah this is metal you can't this you, know, metal. you can't be happy <laughs> no but um but he i mean anything we dished out to fuck with him you know to sort of break him in yeah he he shoveled that shit right back at us there you go that's so what you have to you know what i mean yeah no he totally did and we respected every bit of it yeah but you know it's like you know we got we'd get him good and he'd get <laughs> us good too and he would Sometimes you get us a little too good. It's like you fucker. Oh well, yeah. And it's like, well, we fucking love you, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got. So, to be yeah. Able
0: to dish it. If you could t- if you could dish it out, you got to be able to take it. I say that it's shit so all total. the time. I break everyone's chops, and people break my chops all the time. It's fine. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: You just can't take yourself too seriously. You know?
0: No, never, man, never. Life's too short to take yourself that serious. Everybody yeah. needs to relax. You know.
1: Yeah. 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 So, but yeah. yeah so after that, I kind of put a damper on things and. Um, you know, and then Doug had met a girl on tour in in Germany and he left to go fucking be with her and he ended up marrying her. He's still married. He's got two kids with, with her now and he moved back to the Bay area, but he left and he left on bad terms because it was, we had a lot of shows booked and he wasn't supposed to take off until we finished the shows. And,
2: Mm. and
1: he just kind of bolted and it was like, okay, well, fuck you too. You know? And so. Um, but we, you know, we moved on and then, but then Lee, Lee, we got a new guitar player and we got a new bass player and we did some stuff. And then Lee, uh, was asked by this group, uh, from Germany, it's a techno industrial band called by groups, uh, mm-hmm. to go do a, do a tour. They needed a guitar player. And some of the guys from rock hard magazine over there had, had referred to them to Lee. And so he left and they loved him and the money was good. And he ended up hanging with them for like five years yeah and so he then took a big giant fucking break
0: yeah big uh, because i mean what was it victim victims of deception come comes out in 91 and the next thing that you release is one of one of the most one of the coolest album covers is the evolution of chaos yeah. and that was in oh nine oh yeah 09.
1: no two two thousand uh ten technically yeah 10 so
0: that's a long ass fucking break man Uh
1: uh-huh yeah Uh (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean i i I mean i didn't know and he can't you know once he got back from doing the whole the groups thing he was toured out he toured a lot and was going back and forth from home to germany a lot and got tired of all that and so it was really hard to get him motivated to do anything and then uh so it was basically like we were basically putting it to bed, and then uh, Walter Morgan gave him a call, and in I guess it was two thousand one or two thousand, um, and they you know Chuck Billy from Testament was having some issues with with cancer, and um, I remember Walter that. wanted yeah Walter wanted to put a a benefit show together and had an idea to get a bunch of bands from the Bay Area to reform. And do this concert to raise the money for him. Yeah. And we were one of the bands that he asked. And so we were like, he called me and he's like, yeah. And we were like, well, we don't want to do it unless Yaz does it. We wanted to bring Yaz back. Right. And and so we found Yaz. We found <laughs> and, uh, him. We found yeah, him. we found him. <laughs> we found him. And uh and yeah, we did the gig and it was, you know, Death Angel, you know, they they weren't death angel anymore. They were, DA. Um, they were, well, they were the, yeah, they were the organization at that time. And right. Uh,
0: that's right. That's right.
1: They were doing, the music was totally different, yes. but they strapped up the metal and uh, came out and they were, for me, they were the best band of that show it was death angel. They just kicked Royal ass, but everybody was great. You know, yeah um but every, but a lot of bands reformed you know violence reform for that show yeah um you know forbidden it, it, you know it, and even exodus at that time cuz exodus was in disarray at the time sure um that's awesome then
0: that we, people can pull their lives together and get back together to help out basically one of your own i mean testament's bay area yeah. band i mean yeah it's awesome that you guys could do that shit
1: yeah yeah so but that's what started it again and then we did a festival in germany a year later and and then we knew that this is you know like hey it's metals back let's yep. figure it out you know so we started working on new stuff and we put out uh, a record on our own with covers that we had started recording in 93 and um we did a little tour in 2005 went to europe and did some shows with nuclear assault awesome some guys guys from queens yeah 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 Yeah. They're buddies of ours. We met, you know, years and years ago, you know, back in the old combat days. Of course. And, um, so, you know, we did that, but then we didn't know, uh, and, and Lee knew on that tour, uh, Exodus had asked him to join the band, Mm. to join Exodus. And he told us after we got back, it's like, here, we're getting the momentum going Uh and it's like, Oh yeah. (laughs) And that's why from 2005, it, it took us until 2010 to do the evolution of chaos because lee was busy touring with exodus yeah fuck oh, you know man. yeah yeah and that and was there, that, you know that was on an
0: odd label what was it M- mascot records something like that mess
1: Masc- yeah yeah we were we wanted to sign with nuclear blast then and in negotiations it went, went back and forth between the two labels and um mascot made the deal just a little bit better and So we went that direction, Um, but also you know, and nuclear. The guys from Nuclear Blast were like, you know, the record turned out killer, and it did really well. Yeah, and they realized that they fucked up Mm. that they should have offered us a little bit more money.
0: Well, they got now, and and, they
1: got us now. And Nuclear
0: Blast seems like they're doing a lot of really awesome shit with a lot of fucking awesome bands. Yeah, yeah. Seems like they're doing the right thing by by their bands.
1: Yeah. And they, they, they did great with this record. I I just wish that we would have done the evolution of chaos would have been with them because I think that they would have done a better job of promotion. Mascot did a pretty good job, but they, um, they really only pushed in Germany, which actually charted, we, we came in their billboard charts, I think at 72. And that was because of the push, you know, that they, the money that they put into pushing it in Germany, but they didn't really push it uh, as much as we would have liked everywhere else, you know? So, but I mean, it is what it is. It's, we, you know, they, you know, they took a chance, you know, on a band, you know, later on in life kind of thing. And, um, we had no idea what the kids were going to think, you know, we, we just did the best record that we could and, and hope for the best, you know, we, we felt, you know, good about it. And, you know we just yeah. hope that you know that the fans would be out there and maybe go they would take notice and they yeah. did
0: yeah and that's awesome and at the end of the day obviously it's it sounds so cliche and hacky but you got to be happy with it with with what you're doing yourself no matter what anyone thinks to a certain degree
1: well you have to be yeah to. i mean if, but i mean as far as just um to be able to to keep moving you know what i mean Sure. Is, is the case. So sort of like if, if the kids don't dig it and it's not selling and you're not getting any tours and you're not doing, you know, and then you're going to, you end up hanging it up. Luckily we didn't have to do that. We got to go out, we got, we did a bunch of good tours and, and even though, you know, Lee doing the Exodus thing was made it challenging for us, um, mostly just time lapse. but you know, we, we did a few tours with Exodus and you know, and that was very helpful, you know, to be able to do that and play those kind of venues and when we did the sepultura well i think actually all the tours that we did with them we shared a bus with exodus and because they're friends of ours and sure. you know so it was easy it was easy to travel with them um but we were able to play some great shows and had some great tours the the thrash uh classic fest that we did with um it was sepultura which was actually our 20 year anniversary from the 91 tour crazy um yeah uh 30 year right 30, 30 years 30 Fuck. god really just
0: tacking Jesus. on decades man just
1: tacking um no. no no Dec- 20 had no 20 years right from when it was uh, god 91 and then it was 2011 yeah, yeah right, 20 so, years 20 years 20 years right. yeah i was gonna say i'm not that old <laughs> This year um, would be 30 years. Yeah, yeah exactly. But go. um so we got to do a tour with Sepultura this year. You have to. Um but it was Destruction was on that and Exodus nice. and uh Mortal Sin from from Australia. Okay? It was their first European tour. And um and those guys were great. They're so, you know, good, you know, good dudes and um and we're friends with the Destruction guys. We've done some tours with them. Um it was my favorite tour of all time because really? it was just yeah, because it was there was no backbiting. It was all um, everybody everybody was pulling for each other. Yeah. You know, the Sepultura guys, the Sepultura and Exodus did like dual headlining. So yeah. one night, you know, Exodus would tour, and next night, Sepultura would tour. I mean, headline, headline. Yeah. and and the guys from Sepultura asked, you know, like all the drummers to get up and play on on the song. Um, they all had everybody had a drum. And I ended up, I I did it. Darren was kind of like drunk when Andreas asked us. Was it Rata right, 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 Mahata? No, I, I, I always, I, I can't remember the name of the song. It's kind of got a trippy name, so I always forget. I'm terrible with that <laughs> kind of stuff. Okay. You can look it up, but but when when Andreas, I think it was after the first show of the tour, uh, Andreas came up to me and Darren and he was like, hey, you know, and he was talking to Darren. And he said, "All the, you know, we want to get all the drummers to come up, you know, on the song, and um and play, and 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 I was like, I'm a drummer. <laughs> he, he goes, well, he goes, well, you can, you know, if you want to play too. And I'm like, yeah, cool, because Derek, Derek was doing it too. Derek played drums on it too. Gotcha. And um so the next day, Lee was like, and I was standing there with with Darren, and Lee came up to to Darren. He goes, so you're gonna play? You're gonna get up on there and play, you know, on the song with with at tonight." And he's like, huh? And he goes, you know, blah blah blah. blah you know, he goes, ah, oh, they didn't ask me. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. And yeah. J-S came up to both of us and you were just fucking wasted, you know? <laughs> you don't even remember, you know? Yeah. And he was like, ah, oh, fuck, oh, I don't want to do that hippie shit, you know? Uh-huh. Jam. Yeah, he was just, but jam. he was just, he was just, he was just in, a, he was just being a dick, you know, yeah. just in a bad mood. And so, so I said, well, I'm going to fucking do it. And it was fucking so much fun. And I'm sure about eight, about eight shows in, I think Darren came out to me before the, before we were going to play and he goes, yeah. So uh, you're, you know, you're relieved of duty, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play, I'm going to play with those guys tonight. Yeah, you know, I'll I'm going to take, gonna take so over. Much. Right. And I was like, what a dick. You know, yeah. like, really, like, like, I don't, you know, why do I have to sit down because you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care if you play, but mm-hmm. they asked me, you know, so I was like, kind of like, eh. and they, when they, when the, the tech set up all the drums, I was like, you know what? I'm standing there, you know, and, and they're playing, you know, early on in the set. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> and I went over yeah. and I found the drum roadie and I'm like, dude, set me up a floor, Tom. He's like, huh? I go, fuck that. But set me up. He goes, okay. And so I got up there too. <laughs> Cause I was like, I'm not fucking, I'm not, fuck that, you know, It was yeah. fun. But, but anyway, like we, towards the end of the tour, there was some of the shows where uh, it was a mixed band, like Gary Holt on guitar, Andreas on guitar, their drummer, maybe somebody, whoever's bass player. And then I got up and sang uh, a Judas Priest song nice. or, or ACDC song. And it was just that kind of vibe. You know, we're always like, everybody was just, and everybody was on everybody's tour bus. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, yeah, yeah. No, oh, it, was, yeah. it was just a great. It was just a great. It was just great fun. It was one of those tours you don't want to end. Right. For sure. Awesome.
0: So now, right before we get into Empire of the Blind, if you don't mind, I just want to shout out my sponsors real quick. Are you a are, no, you, are you a coffee guy at all? Oh, totally. All right. Cool. One of the sponsors of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace is a company called Dead Sled Coffee. Um, follow them on Instagram, at dead sled Coffee. If you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you type in the promo code Brooklyn Blast, you'll get 15% off your order, and anything over $40 is free domestic shipping within the United States. Um, they have all kinds of shit. Tea, cold brew, flavored shit, strong shit, mild shit. all all that shit. So dead sled coffee. Um, they, what's really cool is that they do collaborations with like a lot of like horror people. Like they just did a, a special brew with Robert Englund from, you know, Freddy Krueger. They just announced Mm -hmm. Kane Hodder from Friday the 13th. Um, Elvira, they've done a whole bunch of really cool things with a bunch of, you know, actors and it's like well they, they just announced that they just did a special brew a special blend with fucking kiss dude how do you do that nice yeah nice. and they're like this little small and they're not like nose in the air like stuck up coffee shit you know what i mean they're, it's cool they're into metal and they're into hardcore and they're into horror movies and shit and they make awesome coffee so nice yeah dead sled coffee um dead sled dead sled and uh, another sponsor is one of the last on the block. It's a legitimate record store, Generation Records, located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village here in New York City. Follow them on Instagram at Generation Records. And if you go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com, you can order stuff all online. But if you're in the New York City area, go to the brick-and-mortar spot. They are open. They So far, they have survived this whole pandemic shit. So they are open. And go there, it's two floors, the whole it's vinyl everywhere. There's a huge shirt section and posters and books and all that shit. So 210 Thompson Street in the West Village of New York City. Once again, Generation Records on Instagram. And last but not least, New Republic printing for uh, screen printing, embroidery, vinyl stickers, and buttons. If you go to newrepublicprinting.net, they have a whole catalog of any brand, shirt, jersey, tank top, anything you want, your specific thing printed on, they can do it for you. The awesome thing about them is there's no screen fees, which is unheard of. There's no setup fees, and there's free UPS ground shipping to any commercial address, anything. So you can get, you can order 10,000 Heathen shirts and get 500 boxes delivered to your job or wherever, and it doesn't cost you a dime. New Republic Printing on Instagram and newrepublicprinting.net. Those are my three sponsors. Now, back to getting signed with Nuclear Blast, getting into the studio to record a brilliant, the the content of the actual song, Empire of the Blind, the whole concept I find is brilliant. The, they they what is that? So where can where can people buy heathen
1: beer? <laughs> heathen beer? Well, I don't know if there's any left. Okay, uh, you can't really see it here, but this is from Ale Industries. Nice. And and they did Imperial Ale. That's awesome. Yeah, it's you know, a pale know, ale.
0: Like I don't drink anymore, but I would take that and keep it on my shelf.
1: Yeah, I have I have all my my empties are up on my up yeah. my shelf. Of course, you yeah. have to keep yeah. that shit. That's awesome. I got I got two left. Nice. I gotta get some more. But I don't know. They did they did some beer for uh Death Angel too. And I think they're doing a new a new batch for Death Angel, but it was a pale ale. Um I visited their their brewery before a friend of mine, he's a jazz guitar player, and he was they were having an event there and they had vendors and he invited us to come down there to see his band play. Nice. And here's this you know, you know, discreet sort of brewery You go in this big building and they have all these taps of all these wonderful, wonderful, uh, brews, you know, microbrews, I guess. And, uh, I was really stoked when, when our management, uh, was saying, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to do a beer. Uh, and he told me the company, I was like, Oh, I know that. I know that company. I've been there. Nice. And the beer was good. It was their, it was their top seller. I wanted him to do a Bison beer okay you know because we in our in our camp we like bison beer very much okay but they we went with their best-selling pale ale and okay. it was the imperial imperial ale okay so yeah anyway maybe, the, maybe they'll make another run of it well i hope so that'd be cool it was good yeah. it was good beer and i would, I wanted to say something too you know generation records yeah uh one of my students i'm pretty sure that's the the store that him and his mom his mom's a photographer and she works for tiny atlas okay and she shoots for and uh you can look her up she's got a book out for of of her photography and and uh other photography that people that uh, contributed to the book uh, for tiny tiny atlas but just profound photos just amazing and her son otto who i believe is nine he's probably nine now something like that i've lost i've lost lost track of time right. uh through COVID, and but anyway um they live in the bay area and uh otto is a huge metal fan
0: nice
1: the guy I wanted to get him on Zetro's show the nice. guy can talk, the, the, the toxic, can talk he yeah, can talk metal the toxic vault yes and he can talk metal like you like he knows more about metal than I do. Really? He would he'd come over he i mean you know the stuff he likes he comes over with his vinyl awesome. and He's bringing over death metal and doom metal and, you know, bands I've never even heard of. Right. And he's like, check it out, but he won't let me touch his records. No, oh, don't touch. <laughs> but he wants to dig through my vinyl collection. every of time. Course. I'm like, I'm like, Hey dude, I'm going to tell you right now, don't bring not one more record to my house. If you're not going to let me touch it, you're right? Uh, let me look at it. <laughs> I said, I let you, I let you look at my records. I'd let you pull them out. Cause I trust you. Yeah. You got to trust. You have to trust me. It's right. it's a two way street.
0: Absolutely.
1: And he was like, oh, he's all nervous. <laughs> he's got, he likes he likes opeth, you know, things like you know. It's like yeah. it's, but he has great taste. And the kid would sit down at the drum set, and he'd go pick up your guitar or get get your bass. And he would come up and he would create. He'd be like, oh, sh- <laughs> oh sh- sh-. And, you know, and I record all his stuff yeah. because he in his mind he's hearing the whole you know the whole yeah. composition and you know this is and he started uh I started working with him when he was six years old. Wow and when I and I'm a swim teacher as well and that's where I met him at this the swim school where I worked. And when I met him he goes I go hey I'm teacher Dave and he's like I'm Otto. I'm like cool man and he goes hey do you like metal? I'm like <laughs> say what? <laughs> I'm like well matter of fact. You're right. So yeah, but he's the coolest kid. Super nice. smart, super smart. Um, loves to collect cool stuff. And anyway, going back to Generation Records, um, when his mom went to do a shoot, and they went, they went to New York, mm. and I believe that's where they they went into that shop. Probably. And he went out and picked out a bunch of cool vinyl. Yeah. When he was there, I remember it's it such, her it's Talking a great, about
0: it, it's a great store, old school. It's like you just go start digging in crates. It's it's awesome, man.
1: Oh, it's the best. I I actually, a couple of years back, um, I was walking the dog going to the hardware store. And I lived in Oakland at the time and uh, was walking up the road and actually was, didn't know it, but I was actually having a heart attack. And um, what? yeah, I was having a heart, I was having a little heart attack, (laughs) which became a big heart attack. But, um, but I was walking up the street and uh, as I got up to the road up on College Avenue, uh, before the hardware store, there was a, a record store, and there was they had like bargain, uh, b- not barrels, but the you know the bins, bar- bargain bin, yeah. and uh, they were like a, a dollar records or whatever. So I'm looking through these albums, and I'm actually finding some. You can some find gems. Some
0: gems in there,
1: yeah. I did, I did, and so I got like three or four, and then I went into this into the record store, it was a little like small record store, and the people were super cool, and I found some other stuff inside. So I bought, I don't know, I bought like eight or so records and I set them on the counter. I said, I'm going to come back. I'm going to go to the hardware store. Can I come back and pick them up? And I completely forgot about what was happening with my body. Wow. You know, I was felt fine because I was, you know, in a happy place at the record store. Yeah. And, um, but I went next door, went to the hardware store, got what I needed. I had a bunch of shit. Then went back, got this stuff. Uh, went to walk, walk home. I had my dog with me. And as I got around the corner, I started feeling that feeling again, and it was like, "Oh fuck!" And it was all I could do to get home. And long story short, I got home, and it was coming on. So, anyway, had hard had heart attack. Called nine one one. They were coming. They came. They dealt with me. Um, I got a stent in one of my arteries. I had a little blockage. Everything's good. No no damage. Um, I'm two. It's been two years now. But anyway, I went back to the I went back to the record store. Um, probably six months later and it was bigger they they got in a bigger space right in the same spot but they just moved over and I said hey you know you remember me and they're like yeah yeah so well you know I was having a heart attack when I met you you know and um but they anyway we got to talking and and the the Jimi Hendrix uh poster or the the painting that I have on the wall uh we were talking they had some art on the wall and uh, this place is called um Oh God. Uh what is it, The place called now? Uh honey. <laughs> Shit. Shit. No, what's right. the records? What's the record store? Open mind. Okay. Sorry. Thank it's you. I got right. it. It, came, it was just lost. I lost my mind. Uh, open mind, open mind records. Um, anyway, we were talking, you know, I told him about my heart attack story, but then we moved on. I noticed art up on the walls and, I said, that's really cool, you know, and they go, yeah, we like to support local artists, you know, and um, I said, well, I, I know a few artists, Yeah. and uh, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, they didn't know me for shit, you know, they're just kind of like, okay, and I said, no, no, check it out, and I pulled out my friend Mike's Instagram, mm. and he's got freaking Jimmy and freaking Jim Morrison, John Lennon, um, you know, Ella Fitzgerald, I mean, just all kinds of different you know, musicians, but he has lots of Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe, whatever. Yeah. But he, he, it's a, his art is a, um, it's a really trippy medium that he uses when he does his stuff. And, but anyway, I showed him their stuff and they were like, Holy shit. Wow. They're like, you got to get us in touch with the guy." Wow. And, um, and I, and I was like, yeah, yeah. So I hooked him up and I told them I had a, we had a party at my house that summer, um, before I had my heart attack. And, uh, I said we had an art slam jam, and I took the idea from they were doing these slam jams okay. at, in the Bay Area. It was like a pop up uh, wrestling, like you know, re- like fighting okay. slam. Okay, with yeah. hip, with 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 like punk rock music or or like metal. They'd have metal bands. That's awesome. And then and then they have you know and people would show up and then fucking these guys would get down and <laughs> That's great and so we were talking about it. So well you know. I don't want to have fucking people fighting in my backyard, but um, what if we had an art slam jam? Okay. So we just, I invite all my art artist friends and musician friends and, you know, and basically support art and play music, but have everybody's art all around the, the right. house, you know, in the yard. And so Jimmy came over and Jimmy was, you know, part of the whole thing. And then Mike had asked me if Jimmy could hang for a little while, he moves his stuff around in the studio and i was like well jimmy can stay here as long as he wants
0: yeah sure
1: and uh but we ended up buying the piece because it was i didn't want it i didn't want jimmy to ever leave right (laughs) so i still have but i but i told her you know i told these people at the record store about like what we did and how we had music and we had all this stuff and it was just a really fun party and every you know we had food and stuff so i told them my band uh randy and the boys you know it's a small little setup we got it. my one friend plays mandolin and banjo and harmonica and then the guy plays guitar i played the cajon you know in that setting because though i'd have to bring a bunch of drums or anything right. and a bass player and it's kind of country but it's kind of got a lot of different types of things going on okay and i said we'll, we'll play and we'll we'll tell all our friends and you tell your friends and you, you know, they had all of Mike's, they brought a bunch of Mike's paintings into the store. Nice. And, and, and plus other artists and stuff. And, um, we set up and we packed their little record store, man. That's great. And they, 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 they couldn't fucking believe what was happening, but it was, it was so much fun. And it was really cool. Like, um, we played in the corn in the front corner window, like and it was kind of Okay. So we're looking at out the people and all the bins of all the vinyl, it's all vinyl there. And and the artwork and all the vinyl everywhere, it was a, it just an amazing like backdrop for the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, sure. Very very cool. That's awesome, dude. So anyway, a- I don't know how I how I got there, but I, you know I wanted to tell you that story.
0: Generation Records, and that's
1: that. I don't know. Oh oh yeah, well, Generation and yeah, but my yeah my favorite vinyl store in the Bay Area is Open Mind Records. There you go. Are oh, they still around? They're they're still open. They're- they, they yeah they, yeah they've they've had to struggle through this whole thing. Of course, uh, of course. But they you know they are uh, pretty sharp, the two of them, and uh, good. You know, yeah,
0: yeah. It's not easy. Any record store,
1: but you know, th- 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 there's a little
0: resur- there's a resurgence of vinyl, which helps.
1: Sure. I mean, I it's funny because I I remember people letting go of their vinyl, and you can get I vinyl so say- cheap for a long. I, I did not, my vinyl, all my vinyl's in the cabinet right above me right now and I didn't, I still have my first Black Sabbath Paranoid record. Nice. Yeah, you know? Yeah. still yeah. have it, the, Yeah, the, I was an the cover's guy. falling apart.
0: Yeah, I sold a bunch of my vinyl but I'm slowly getting it all back. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. rebuying all that shit all over again. Listen man, this friggin' tape I had when it first came out, I got rid of it, I found it on eBay for like 10 bucks. I was like, I need this shit again. I even have it in like <laughs> a little plastic
1: protecting case now. Oh and nice. I, I haven't had a VCR in 25 years. Yeah, I need to get <laughs> another one too. I actually I was digging through like I have a, a box. It has like it's like a time capsule, my shit. And yeah. um, and I found it's a bunch of different videos, but I have the I forget what it's called. Uh, but it's it's actually Exodus. It's a tour that Exodus did early on, and it's Exodus and Venom. Sick. Uh yeah, Venom and somebody else. Okay, I, I have, I'd have to find yeah, it, but anyway, yeah. it's what's yeah, it's a VHS. But I have it. I have it like on a regular, you know, like a copy of it. Yeah. But I but I I had gotten that sealed. It's still in the sealed, you know, the saran yeah. wrap or whatever, still yeah. sealed. And I'm like, wow, this has got to be worth something, you it's know. Worth something to somebody, that's for sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I still have it. I wound it. up getting.
0: I had posted something about this special a while back on like facebook or whatever something about it and somebody hit me up i think it was like a bay area guy and he was like yo dude like send me your address i will I i'll send you a burned dvd copy of it so i have it oh on, yeah yeah i have it on a burned dvd myself so i could oh
1: on. okay yeah i was looking to see if i had it handy because i know i i set it out but i don't know i don't know i got so much shit yeah it's sort of a lot man
0: on the other on the other side of this computer screen it's 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 insane it's insane oh yeah 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 but that's you know hey i have a lot of horror collectible figures i mean it's 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 crazy it's crazy
1: well you know well talking about horror you know it's like um zeus you know he's been working with uh rob zombie yes and that and that's why now you know doing that it's like it's 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 put him in a in a position where, you know, he's, he's, he's good to go. Whenever he's working for Rob, it's, yeah. you know, it's a good paying gig. And, oh, sure. um, you know, he was working, it was, you know, he did a, a film score for him, uh, I guess, well, I guess about a year or two ago. And then he was supposed to do something for Rob's new movie, um, which he couldn't tell us anything about. We tried. Right. We're like, he's like, he's like, just wait, You'll, You're you're going to know it. You're going to, you know, it's going to be, it's You'll gonna be find epic. out
0: eventually, can't say shit. Yeah,
1: I'm like, come on, we won't say anything. He's like, yeah. Nice. And we even tried to get him drunk. We were drinking, <laughs> and and he was pretty lit. I was like, dude, so, the new the new Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, he's trying like, to get him to he, slip up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, fuck you, Dave. <laughs>
0: That's great.
1: Because, you know, when you have to keep it hush-hush, you don't yeah. want to lose your gig. You no, don't want to lose your gig. Nah. You know, know and Rob, I re- not with somebody like Rob Zombie. No way. No. And, you know, and he says Rob's cool, so I would never want to... Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that guy. Up. Yeah. But how cool that is thing. that?
0: Yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Well. Yes, sir. Empire of the Blind Man came out, well, technically last year, 2020. And it's fucking incredible, dude. It's a great fucking album. And... It sucks that you guys can't tour on it right now.
1: Uh, no. I know. You know, it, it is devastating. I'm it sure. It is man. literally devastating Yeah, for all of us. I, you know, I, I Lee and, and Craig, and Craig was filling in for Gary, you know, with Exodus, and, and they toured a bunch. And I think Lee was probably a little bit, even though he was totally, <clears throat> he was totally, um, going to be dedicated to heathen for last year, you know, through the tour. Cause we had, we had a whole summer booked in Europe and then South America. We had a festival with Testament in Japan. We had a lot. And that was just what was booked ahead of time. Right, You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and Lee was down, but I think he was probably a little bit relieved that he didn't have to go, but under the circumstances it sucks. But right. okay. for me, I, I had been home just working and, and taking care of my family and doing local stuff. Right. And, um, I was, it had been a while since I'd been on the road like that. And I was really looking forward to it. And, um, sure. <laughs> to get, to get the rug, you know, pulled out from underneath us, you know, like that was just, it's holy crazy. Shit. It's a,
0: it's, a, it's a, it's the same thread almost. I mean, we're going on a year and it's, it's the same kind of shit. It's fucked up. It's
1: well, crazy. at least there's, at least there is a vaccine now. There's something going, you know, there is, you know, but you and know, know, it's just going to happen. Time. They change
0: shit. You don't know. It's it's
1: it's. So, oh, I know. It's so, I know. It's I know it. Believe me, it's uh it's one of those things. But you know, it's the one. The one positive. I mean, I mean, there's lots of different positives. Actually, there's you know, when there was when we started the lockdown, you know, nature took a pause. You know, to where nature was actually like, oh, ah, yeah. no fucking humans. Right. You know, we can. You know what I mean things were growing again and different things were, you know, and the air was cleaner and whatever, but, um, but uh, you know, I think a lot of people um, were listening more as far as music goes, people that were people that are more dedicated. I I think there's a lot of people out there that are way too busy looking at their fucking phone, Uh, you know? uh Um, But, you know, having your phone and having, Having your streaming thing, if you want to listen to music, that that's fine, whatever. Right. Listening to music, listening to comedy, I mean, that's that's what's got me through, yeah. you know? And I think that you, uh, even for me, I'm a huge Beatle fan. And of course, I grew up with that stuff. And I got to the point where I was actually a little burnt out. Just, I've heard it all millions of times. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I I bought a, a book. It's a, mu- a music book, you know, for guitar and with every song. And I've been in the last uh, few weeks, I've been just like going through that, this book and learning how to play a lot of these songs on guitar. And then even sitting on the drum set and playing songs that I'd never played before. And just, I know them so well that a lot of that's just coming right out. It's yeah. just, I'm just playing. And, and that's basically re I'm revisiting it. And, yes. and with the whole new, you know, like fire Yeah, and you know what I mean? And, It's and it's it it just brings me a lot of joy, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. And then there's times where I want to listen to some freaking, you know, metal to just let it out. You know, I'll go and hit hit the heavy. I hit the heavy bag, and I'm listening to our record or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And I'm hitting that heavy bag, you know, and letting it out because you know there's a lot of stuff. It yeah. needs to be out of my brain, man.
0: Yeah, because you, I mean, you're not, you're not letting it out on stage. You got to let it out somehow,
1: man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I just I, The first when we first moved down here, it was like okay, and I, I remember just like walking in circles. At times, you know, where it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know. But I mean, you know, and I still have those days. But and I and I it, I think the hardest part is just I you know we're here me and my wife and then um and my in-laws are here and you know all my friends are in the basically most everybody's in California my family. Yeah. So it's it's a little it's a little tough and and because of covid and all that it's not like people can readily visit or we right. can you know I don't want to fly back I could you know I I when we we thought about moving here and everything was like well yeah well sure we're going to we're going to fly back and forth. We still have our house in in Oakland. Right. Um you know but because of COVID, it's like, yeah, it's not really a good time to just travel. No. You know? Yeah. So sucks. That, that sucks too.
0: Yeah. Go right back to the beginning. It's put a damper on fucking everybody and, and everyone's way of life. And sure. And sure. people get frustrated. So hit that heavy yeah. bag to to the fucking
1: yeah.
0: new Heathen record. Get it
1: out. That's right. But I also I have the ocean right around the corner. And that's a huge, you know, meditation tool for me. Sure, you know, I I that's the saving grace really for me, yeah. um, you know, but uh you know, it's one of those things where, you know, like I said, I'm I'm diving in, I'm playing guitar more than than ever, playing my drums as much as I can. My my wife's working from home, so I have to like, if she's got an appointment or something, and she gets out of the house or she goes shopping or whatever, yeah, you know, I try to get behind that kit and you know. And hit the hit those fuckers as hard as I can. Yeah, man. As much as I can. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to keep it positive and take the yeah. time. You know what I mean? This yeah. is the time to do it. If there's, you know, I I was talking to a friend or you know mentioned something on it was actually on Facebook a friend from the Bay Area and she is kind of having a tough time and I was like, look, you know, think of all the stuff when you're busy you don't have time for it. now you have time to do it. So just go in that direction. Yeah, you're gonna still ha- you're still gonna have your shitty days, but of you know, think about you know, get or- you, you get gotta, your shit you, organized.
0: We have to come out of this like with learning something or accomplishing something or whatever. It's like my girlfriend, like she's she's a, a fitness trainer, and and she there was so many things that she wanted to do with you know before this whole thing hit and now it's like, she's got like ninety eight different certifications and hours and hours and hours and hours of certain things that that she never would have had a chance to do so it's like one oh, of the positive well. things about this you know what i mean like she's she accomplished a shitload of things during this time you know it's right. like, what else she gonna do it's like you have to come out of this learning something or with with something you know what i mean You can't well, that see the- with nothing
1: and, and you know, and unfortunately, there's a lot of people that that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, they're doing they're doing nothing, and right. they're and oh, they yeah. you know they they, they get getting get you know they are like I said they're staring at their phone and they're you know getting caught up in like all the bullshit and uh-huh. and it's like look you know whatever it is you know like like you know I think it's good to to question authority and question things and and, sure. and have an open mind, yeah. but at the end of the day. The only thing you can really do is do things to um, to cope and to better yourself that's and it. to better your the world around you. That's it. Whether even if it's a small Doesn't microcosm matter. of things, yep. right? And so oh, that's awesome that your girlfriend is like busting a move. Yeah, she's smart. She's smart, and you know it. it probably made the time go by faster. You know, probably
0: I, I can't speak for her, but that's yeah, probably. I mean, it, it takes time, and it's. It's like what else you gonna do? You gonna sit around, and just like stare at the ceiling? No, she's, she's right her ass doing what she needs to do. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, which, which she wouldn't have had a chance to do under any other circumstances.
1: Yeah, because you're working and all that. I, you know, oh. it's it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, but you know, we'll we'll you know, I just talked to Craig and my guitar player yesterday, and um we're working on something. Awesome. Uh, a licensing. We're working on a licensing deal. To, to uh to uh put victim, victims out uh awesome. as a re-release this record uh, this year because it's going to be its 30-year anniversary this year awesome and so and it's out of print yeah you know and so people are like you know we've a lot of fans are like yeah you know somebody i think somebody was offering it on ebay for like 400 bucks oh yeah there's, you go on <laughs> ebay and see some
0: shit. i kicked myself in the ass like there's certain couple of things that I sold like 10 years ago and I go back on there it's like seven hundred dollars like really like I bought that for like eighty you know it's like
1: fuck. Yeah yeah well I used to say like when we put that when we put that record out anything anything we've ever done like someone says oh I saw the record blah blah blah. I'm like did you buy it? Well no I already have it. I'm like if you see our record in the record store Buy that okay. motherfucker. I'll, I'll pay you back for it. All Whenever right. I see it, I'll get it just to get it out of the store. Because if you, if that's 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 a sell. That's yeah. a sell. And and then when they sell something, then usually they have to put another one on that shelf. You know, get another one up. You know. Exactly. You know what I mean? And of I actually, course. I was, I was, I was at, I think it was at Leopold Records or Rasputin's. I think it was Leopold in Berkeley. This is years ago, and I was looking you know, to see if they had the evolution of chaos and they didn't, they were sold out of it, but they had, um, a, a, a special break in the silence. Wow. Um, edition that came out, I think, on um, I forget the name of the label, but it was through something through century media had gotten the rights or whatever to put it out, okay. but it was like bl- black records or something like that. Okay. But anyways, it's beautiful. It opens up. It's a gatefold, gatefold, gatefold record, and it's blue vinyl, nice. and it has all kinds of photos that I had given the guy from Century Media years before, and I would never got a copy of whatever they did. Wow! And so I, I bought it, but I, but I'm fucking so glad I have it because I'm the only one in the band that has a copy.
0: Wow! Yeah, I love you all know? that shit, all that color vinyl, limited edition stuff. I like all that shit
1: because that's yeah, like our yeah.
0: generation.
1: It's what we grew up on you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that I, I talked to, you know, uh, the management, our management and I was like, you know, with, with victims, um, my good friend, my, my best friend, Alvin Petty, he's the one that did the artwork for that record. And, um, I was like, can we do a picture disc of that? Sick. Like, let's, let's try to do a picture disc of the vinyl,
2: Yeah. you know?
1: I, I mean, I kind of want to do it for Alvin, you know, cause it'd be super cool. Yeah. Um, but also, so we have it. Just be, you know, be awesome. It's just cool they, shit, man. Yeah, I love that yeah, stuff too. Yeah, me too. Shit, man. Now,
0: shit. I mean, you have you have two two videos, two videos right now for the newest record, right? Uh, you have the ly- the lyric video for the title track, and you have the black.
1: We have well the Empire of the Blind, The Blight. Right. And then those are those are lyric videos. And right. also in black in black. Right. There's, there's a lyric video for that. And then there's an artist like uh, uh an an actual animated uh video of Sun in my hand. Sick. You haven't seen that yet? I don't think I have. Oh, it's fucking awesome. This as soon, artist, as, we're, as,
0: soon as we're done with this, I'm gonna fucking watch it.
1: Yeah, the in black one is really cool too and it, it it's just that they you know in black came out a little bit later so like a lot of the hype for the record was already like kind of like slowing down but it's still a really cool video isn't that cool something
0: that that that's only 2021 and the hype is already like like it, oh yeah it's crazy man it's it, it, you have to keep the
1: content you know, coming know. so it's the way it is but you know we just talked yesterday and we want to do another one for uh the song blood to be let. Mm. you know and, and it's like hey, you know if, if we do something cool you know it'll get some attention but yeah. the sun in my hand is like this artist it was his interpretation of the song um in the art and it's just it's it's just imagery it's it's what the first time i saw it before it ever came out i was like blown away that yeah. that somebody would do something so that we would have something so cool you yeah. know what i mean it, it reminds me of like uh something like from the movie Heavy Metal.
0: Ah, I love that. Ah,
1: yeah, you'll you'll see. It's it's really oh, I'm, cool.
0: I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it as soon as we wrap up, man.
1: Yeah. And then actually before before that, before the record came out, we you know, we did a re-release of the Evolution of Chaos, right? Because yes. it was last or yeah, last year or you no know, two thousand nine, two thousand ten was the tenth anniversary. Yeah. So we talked mascot into doing that and we did a gatefold and final and all that. And um we did a, a lyric video for Control by Chaos. Fuck. And th- the guy that did the video for that, the lyric video, turned out killer. It's really cool. Fuck. So Jeez. we got some stuff. Yeah, no, you guys got stuff. <laughs> you guys you got definitely some stuff. have
0: stuff. You got some stuff. So now before I press record I had said that, you know, like, I'll put, like, my little intro. Like, this This video goes up on YouTube raw just the way it is. I run it on the Facebook group page. But the audio, which is everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere, I put my little intro. And I always like to ask if I have a musician on to end that I'll tack on a song. So in your case, obviously, it's going to be a heathen song. So the floor is yours, and you need to pick a song that you want me to end this with. I have all your stuff, so you just let me know what it is, and I'll tack it on. I know it's like picking like like a child or something. I
1: know. No, it's okay. Um, well, I mean, hmm, well, you want? Well, I guess it would be appropriate to do from the new record. Oh, well, we can How um, about this? How about
0: let's do two? Let's do one from "Breaking the Silence." We'll go bookends.
1: Oh, from "Breaking the Silence." Ugh. I was going to say, let's go to from Evolution of Chaos to Fine. Empire.
0: It's, it's your episode, man. I nothing okay.
1: to do, with do. this. <laughs> so yeah, so um my favorite song on the Evolution of Chaos is the song uh uh Fade Away. Okay. Done. And uh Rob Dukes actually is a guest does a guest appearance on that. Yes. Uh he came in and fucking ripped it. It's so killer. <laughs> <Animal.
2: laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Love that guy. Um, And then for the new record, uh, uh, I'm going to say in black. Okay. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm changing that. Blood to be let. I think that's my favorite one on the record now.
0: Sounds like a plan. Blood to be let. Blood to be let.
1: And I I just want everybody to remember to give blood. You know, this unauthorized, you know, Red Cross thing, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal that the, you know, if everybody goes out there and gives some blood, cause there's a lot of people that need some good, fresh blood.
0: Nice. Listen, I'm not mad at good, fresh blood. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Now you have your social media, you have Instagram at Heathen
1: Thrash. Right? I lost the audio. No, it's okay. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> my, my headphones, I think ran out of juice. Okay. Heathen Thrash, oh, yeah. Heathen
0: Thrash on Instagram, right?
1: I uh, believe so. Yeah. Yes. You don't run it. Uh, I'm one of the, I'm one of the guys. But
0: okay. Well, Heathen Thrash, and obviously, just you just type in at this point in 2021. We just said that everyone's all over their phones. Just type in Heathen, Heathen band, and you'll find it everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. Heathen Thrash, but watch because there's a, some other band that use is trying to use our name, so um, we don't like to. Uh, promote them but we no. are yeah. why would you want to promote the fraudulent no.
0: yes yeah right awesome dude but you well, can find us yes you, you guys are all over the place and congratulations on a great record and listen dude i i say this i've been saying this for the last year i hope things get better sooner rather than later and you guys can go out there and do your fucking thing because i want to see shows as well
1: yeah well, it'd be cool yeah it'd be great i i'm like I said, I'm trying to be as optimistic as I can. Of course. Um, but I'm also, you know, being crushed with the reality that we're just going to have to be a really more patient than we thought we were going to have to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Without a doubt, man. So, well, thank you so much for your time, dude. This was fucking awesome.
1: Right on. I had fun, too. It was yeah, good. Yeah, man. Well, like I said, I love talking about music and talking about all this stuff. It's Same here.
0: This was, this was great, dude. Once again, thank you for the music. And this is really cool for me because you're one of the people that I never thought I'd be able to sit and have a conversation with you. So,
1: well, you know, I'm glad that we got to meet and, uh, you know, hopefully the next time it'll be, you know, over some of that, uh, what's the, what's the coffee company? Dead sled coffee. Dead sled coffee. We'll have a coffee. because You said you don't drink. I don't, not anymore. I use. That's okay. That's okay. I respect that. That's why I went for the coffee because I love coffee. Yeah. same. And so, um, but you know what I mean? It'd be really great to hang out. Um, I've never spent any time in Brooklyn. All right. Well, next time you're in
0: New York, you hit me up and we'll go. We'll go get a nice real slice of pizza.
1: (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. I appreciate
0: it. Appreciate it. Anytime. Anytime, my man. And be, like I said, be safe and, uh, so I'll, I'll keep in touch, I'll let you know exactly this is going to, I have a few episodes that I have to drop, but I drop every Friday at noon. So this is going to be a few weeks, but then I'll let you know, I'll give you the flyer if you could post that on the Instagram or whatever, that would be awesome. But uh, regardless, I'll let you know exactly when this is going to drop and uh,
1: we'll keep in touch, my man. Sounds good. I really appreciate it. Anytime, man. I appreciate it. Pleasure to get to know you a little bit. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's what I love about this. Same here.
0: Absolutely. Very cool. Peace. Okay. Be safe, my man. All right. You too. Bye.